Greetings, family, and welcome to our service today. I wish you Merry Christmas. Today is the day when we are celebrating, when we are remembering the birth of Jesus Christ, when we are remembering the day when the Word came and dwelt with us. Today is a day of joy. Today is a day of happiness. Today is a day of love. And it is my prayer that may you experience this joy today. May you experience this love today. And may you experience it beyond today. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding engulf you and cover you today and going forward. Despite what may be happening around you, it is my declaration that may the peace of joy be abound in your life. It is my declaration that as you trust and believe in God through this time, may you hang on to his promises. As I was preparing this word for today, it was laid in my heart that in as much as we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, this is a day when we should be remembering that on this day a promise was fulfilled. It is on this day that what was declared more than 2,000 years ago became a reality. A promise that God made in the Garden of Eden found in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 came into manifestation. Today, we're not only just remembering the birth of Christ, but I'm saying, children of God, let us remember today as a day when God's promise was fulfilled. And the title of my message today is God the Promise Keeper. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, God looked at the serpent and said to him, I will cause hostility between you and the woman. Not only between you and the woman, but between your offspring and the offspring of the woman. And the offspring of the woman will bruise you, serpent. The offspring of the woman will bruise you, will bruise your head, devil. Other versions say the offspring or the seed of the woman will crush your head. And the only thing that you will do, serpent, is bruise his heel. It's interesting that God doesn't say here because he knew it was coming. God doesn't say here between the seed of a woman and a man, but he says between the seed of a woman. The seed was not going to require union between man and woman. The seed was going to come through a virgin, Virgin Mary. And today we are celebrating, today we are remembering that promise that God made in the Garden of Eden more than 2,000 years ago before that promise came into existence. God is a promise keeper. I'm saying to you, child of God, whatever promise has been laid in your heart, whether you read the word and grabbed that word as a promise from God, because in the Bible there are more than 3,000 promises, and you took that promise, what you read as your own promise, and you believe God to fulfill that promise. Whether that promise has been fulfilled or has not been fulfilled, I am here to remind you, child of God, that irrespective of whether the promise has yet been fulfilled or not, God is a promise keeper. 
Maybe you receive the promise through a dream, through a vision, through a prophetic word that was shared, confirming what you already knew, what you already trusted God for. I am saying to you, child of God, as we celebrate this day, as we remember this day, let us not forget that God is a promise keeper. Not only is God a promise maker, but God is a promise keeper. In the Garden of Eden, he made a promise, and today we are celebrating our God who kept his promise. So let us turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 23. I'm reading from the contemporary English version. It reads thus, this is how Jesus Christ was born. A young woman named Mary was engaged to Joseph from King David's family. But before they were married, she learned that she was going to have a baby by God's Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Joseph was a good man and did not want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone. So he decided to quietly call off the wedding. While Joseph was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, the baby that Mary will have is from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. Then after her baby is born, name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, so the Lord's promise came true. So the Lord's promise came true. Just as the prophet had said, a virgin will have a baby boy and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. We thank you, Father, for your word. May your word continue feeding us. May your word continue nourishing us and reaching us. Father, speak to us through me about your word, my God. We give all the glory, we give all the honor in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Verse 22 says, so the Lord's promise came true. That is why we are here today celebrating a promise made by God that came true. Other versions say, all this happened so that the word that the Lord had spoken through the prophet could be manifested so that that word could be fulfilled. This happened so that the word that had been promised, the word that God had spoken could be fulfilled. That is why I'm saying, children of God, as we are celebrating this day, the birth of Jesus Christ, let us not forget that it was on this day that a promise was fulfilled. I'm here to tell you, child of God, that whatever you are going through, God is a promise keeper. God is a promise keeper. He made this promise 2,000 years ago before the birth of Christ. And many thought this promise was not going to manifest. But when the time was right, my Bible in Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 says, in the fullness of the time, when the time was right, when the right time according to God's plan had come, he sent, he released his son. He had made a promise 2,000 years ago. Many thought this promise would never come into fulfillment. Children of God, I'm here to share with you this morning that God is a promise keeper.
Whatever promise you are holding on to, don't let it go. Don't let it go. Hold on to it. God is a promise keeper. He will fulfill every promise that he's made. Maybe you don't have a promise. I'm saying to you, go to his word. Go to the Bible. In the Bible, there are more than 3,000 promises. And those 3,000 promises will have no impact. Those 3,000 promises will not be of value to you if you don't take them and make them your own. If you don't take them and possess them and trust that God will fulfill whatever he's promised. The Israelites were given a promise in Egypt that I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey, but they did not grab hold of that promise and make it their own. Only Joshua and Caleb made it their promise together with Moses. Although Moses did not get to the promised land, but Joshua and Caleb, who had taken hold of a promise given and made it their own, saw the promised land. I'm saying to you, don't fall short of the promised land because you have not claimed the promise. There are many promises. Some promises will come through visions. Some promises will come through dreams. Find a word. If you read in the Bible and the Bible says, by his stripes I'm healed. Take that one and make it your own. Take it and make it your own for your own circumstances. I'm saying, Father, by your stripes, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. And I claim it. I make it mine. I may not see it now, but I know that you're a promise keeper. Not only are you a promise maker, not only do you make promises in your word, but you also keep your promises. God is a promise keeper. In the book of Joshua, Joshua 21, verse 43 to 45, the Bible reads, so the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sown to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Verse 45, not a single one of the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true glory to your word god is a promise keeper the bible says here there is not one promise that was left unfulfilled why is god a promise keeper god is a promise keeper because god is a faithful god god is a faithful god if you read in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, verse 7 to 9, the Bible says, The Lord did not set his heart on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other nations. This is speaking to the Israelites. For you were the smallest of all nations. Rather, it was simply 
that the Lord loves you. Child of God. Not that you are the mightiest of all. Not that you are the cleverest of all. But God loves you. God loves you. And is going to do things not because of what you've done. But because God loves you. People may hate you. People may not like you. But God loves you. And that is all that matters. He continues to say, and he was keeping the oath he had sown to your ancestors. The Bible says here, it was not because you were great. It was not because you were numerous. But it was because God loved you and he was keeping the promise he had made to your ancestors. That is why the Lord rescued you with such a strong hand from your slavery and from the oppressive hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Understand this, know this, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. It was not because you are such a great nation that God saved you. It was not because you are well known, but it was because God loves you and it was because God had made a promise to your ancestors and he was fulfilling that promise. I'm saying to you, child of God, God is not only a promise maker, but God is a promise keeper. Hang on to whatever promise that God has laid in your heart. Hang on to whatever dream that God has laid in your heart. Hang on to whatever word that you found in the Bible that speaks to your situation. Hang on to it. Don't let it go. As we celebrate Christmas Day, let us remember that Christmas is a sign. It is an indication it is proof of that God is a promise keeper. The writer in the book of Psalm, Psalm 89, speaks of David. And it is God speaking about David. He says in verse 33, Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him nor allow my faithfulness to fail. This is God speaking about his loving kindness to David. And he says, nor will I allow my faithfulness to fail. Glory to God. God's faithfulness will never fail. That's why I'm saying to you, God is a keeper of his promises because God is a faithful God. He was faithful to the Israelites. He was faithful to David. The psalmist here says, God says, I will not fail in my faithfulness. Verse 34 says, my covenant I will not break. God will not break his covenant, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Glory to God. What God has said through his lips found in his word, God will not retract on it. God will not allow it to be altered. 
That is why the Bible says his word is eternal. His word is everlasting. So as we celebrate Christmas, despite what is happening around us, despite that it may seem like God's promises are not going to be fulfilled, I am here to say, child of God, as you celebrate Christmas, remember that God is a promise keeper. He says in 35, once I have sown by my holiness, glory to God. In of Hebrews, he says, he found nothing that he could swear by. He saw by his word. There was nothing higher to swear by, but he promised by his word. He promised by his name. I will not lie to David. I'm saying to you, child of God, God is a promise keeper. God will keep every promise that he has made. In Numbers, Numbers 23 verse 19, God speaks to Balaam and he says, Balaam, go and tell Balak. Balak wants you to curse my nation. My nation I have blessed. Tell him, God is not human that he should lie. Nor is he human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Another version says, if he promises something, it happens. Glory to God. I'm here to tell you, child of God, that irrespective of how long you've been waiting, irrespective of how long you've been waiting for God's promise to be fulfilled over your situation, maybe it's in your finances, maybe it is in your health, maybe it is in relationship, maybe it is in your career. I am here to encourage you, child of God, that as you celebrate Christmas, as you celebrate the birth of Christ, remember, be encouraged that God is a promise keeper. Hallelujah. God will fulfill every promise that he has made. The Bible says, if he promises, it happens. If God promises, it happens. We are celebrating Christmas Day. The birth of Jesus Christ. The day when the promise became a reality. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, Chapter 2, verse 13. Although we may be faithless, although we may be unfaithful, God remains faithful. For he cannot deny who he is. God's nature is faithfulness. So I can believe what he says. I can believe his promises. I can believe that God will fulfill whatever promise he has made because God is faithful. Faithfulness is himself. He cannot deny him of himself. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18, the Bible says it is impossible for God to lie. Child of God, as you celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, Remember that God in the Garden of Eden made a promise. And when God promises, he's not a man that he should lie. It is impossible, virtually impossible for God to lie. If God has given you a promise by his sunstripes, 
you are healed. Hang on to that promise. You may not see it. You may not experience it. You may not feel it. But hold on to it because God is faithful. It's impossible for God to lie. I don't know what you are trusting God for. I don't know what promises God has laid in your heart. But I'm here to say, as we celebrate this lovely day, as we celebrate and exchange gifts, let us remember that God made a promise to send a gift in the Garden of Eden. And on this day that we celebrate, that promise became a reality. The psalmist in Psalm 33 verse 4 says, All his work is done in faithfulness. All what God does, in all things God works for the good of those that are called for his purpose. Those that love him and are called for his purpose. All that God does, it is done in faithfulness. Glory to Jesus. Another version says, he is faithful in all he does. God is faithful in all he does. That is why I'm saying to you, God is a promise keeper. What he says he will do. There is nothing that God has said in his word that will not come to pass. Hallelujah. He said to the Israelites, I'm taking you to a promised land. Some did not grab that promise. Others grabbed it and saw the promised land and saw the fulfillment of his promises. I'm just going to share with you a few promises that are found in the Bible that I believe are relevant to certain people, that I believe God is speaking to you about these promises. The first promises are found in the book of Isaiah. This is the prophet. The first one I'm going to read is Isaiah 41 verse 10. It says, fear not for I am with you. I'm saying to child of God, God has promised you. He says, fear not, I am with you. That's a promise I said to you earlier on, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18. It is impossible for God to lie. So when God says, fear not, I am with you. Whatever you are going through, just remember that God promised that he will be with me. He says, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. He says, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. God says he's our helper. He will help us. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Whatever you are going through, whatever you are experiencing, whatever you may be seeing around you, child of God, I am saying to you, God is a promise keeper. It is impossible for God to lie. If God says, I will strengthen you, he means it. Hold on to it in that circumstance. Go back to Isaiah 41 verse 10 and say, God is with me. God says he will uphold me with his right hand. I don't care whether I see it or don't see it, but I'm believing that God has promised and what he has promised, it shall come to pass. He says in Isaiah, Isaiah 43, verse 2 to 3, he promises us, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up 
the flames will not consume you for I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel your Savior I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom and maybe you are saying this was a promise to the Israelites I'm saying to you if you read many verses one of them Psalm 119 verse 90 it says your faithfulness continues through all generations his faithfulness continues through all generations so I'm saying to you child of God irrespective of what you may be seeing if you take this promises found in Isaiah Isaiah 41 verse 10 and Isaiah 43 verse 2 to 3 and hold on to these promises it doesn't say if the fire comes it says when the fire comes I will be with you I am here to say child of God as you celebrate as you celebrate Christmas, remember that God is a promise keeper. Glory to Jesus. Remember that God is a promise keeper. Let me just take a look at another promise. He says in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, Jesus says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive, you will have them. Glory to God. This is a promise that Jesus is making to me. He's making to you. He's saying whatever thing that you ask in prayer, when you pray, believe that you receive, you shall have it. Child of God, I know many of us have given up on prayer but i'm here to encourage you child of god that as we go through as we celebrate christmas as we celebrate the birth of jesus christ let us remember that god is a promise keeper what jesus said that whatever you pray believing that you receive it shall be yours it is impossible for jesus to lie so believe it you may not see it. The fact that you're not seeing it, the fact that it looks like nothing's happening, does not mean that Jesus has not answered your prayer. The fact that it's not happening does not mean that God is not doing something about it. I'm saying to you, child of God, during this season, as you celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, as you celebrate the fulfillment of the promise, remember some of these promises that are in the Bible and claim them over your life. There were things that you were praying for beginning of 2020. Those things have not manifested I'm saying to you do not cease Jesus says do not cease do not give up do not let go do not be disheartened continue praying because God fulfills every promise he has made so if God says if you pray believing you will receive it he means it let us not forget the power that's in prayer David says I cried out to the Lord and he heard my prayer Elijah prayed for no rain. He prayed for famine. And for three years, there was no rain. And he prayed again that the Lord opens the heavens. And the Lord opened the heaven and rain came. All through prayer. 
child of God, there is power in prayer. Pray believing, do not be disheartened, do not give up. The fact that it has not happened does not mean that God is not hearing. It does not mean that God is not responding. People say delay does not mean denial. Joshua prayed to God and he said, God, hold the sun, hold the moon, keep them there until I am done with what you've delivered here. I need to completely destroy this enemy. But before that, hold the sun, keep it still, hold the moon, keep them still while I finish what you've delivered into my hands. And God held the sun and God held the moon. If Elijah's prayer could stop rain and start rain, if Joshua's prayer, ordinary people could cause God to stop the sun, could stop the moon, your prayer is powerful as well. The prayer of a righteous man is effective and powerful. Glory to Jesus. That is a promise that God makes in his word. What are we supposed to then do? What are we supposed to then do? We hear that God is faithful. We hear that there are promises in the Bible. Let me say to you, I've got four or five things that I would like to encourage you to do as I finish with this message of celebrating Christmas Day. Number one, feed on his faithfulness. Feed, nourish yourself. In the book of Psalms, Psalm 37 verse 3, the Bible says, feed on his faithfulness. Nourish yourself with his faithfulness. Eat his faithfulness. Make it your feed. Number two, use his faithfulness as your armor and protection. In the book of Psalm 91 verse 4, the Bible says, His faithful promises are our armor and protection. I read Isaiah 41 verse 10. I read Isaiah 42 verse 2 to 3. And I'm saying to you, take that promise Take that faithful promise and use it as your protection. Use it as your armor. Father, you say in your word, you shall supply all my needs according to your riches in Christ. Father, you say in your word, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, you say in your word, your grace is sufficient for me. Father, you say in your word, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So use it as your shield. Use his faithfulness as your armor. Glory to Jesus. When you go to the book of Hebrews, verse 11 to 12, the author says, we want each one of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. The writer says here, yeah, 
continue showing the same diligence that you had before you believed in god for something you trusted in god for something do not give up do not let go hold on to it with diligence hold on to it until it is realized don't give up halfway whatever promise whatever desire whatever dream has been laid in your heart that is aligned with god's word hold on to it until it is fully realized that is what we are supposed to do with his faithfulness and his promises verse 12 says we do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised he says I do not want you to be lazy. The people that received what God promised, the people that inherit what God promises are those that have faith and are patient. So child of God, the fact that God has so many promises in the Bible, the fact that God is a faithful God will not necessarily ensure that his promise is manifested in your life until you combine faith with patience. The Bible says here they inherited the promises by faith and patience. If you read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 11 about Sarah, the Bible says it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. She believed, she disregarded her age, she disregarded her barren womb, but she believed that God had promised and therefore God would fulfill his promise. In the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 21, verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord kept his word. He did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. Glory to Jesus. Sarah was patient. Sarah believed that the one that had made the promise was going to fulfill it was going to keep it. I'm saying you child of God, there are many promises in the Bible, but until you believe them for yourselves, until you begin to believe that the one that's made the promise will keep it for my life, over my life, that promise may never manifest, that promise may never be fulfilled in your life. I like how Romans 4 verse 18 is translated by the passion translation the bible here says against all odds when it looked hopeless abraham believed the promise child of god when you read a promise you've got to believe the promise that is how you then claim to be your promise you've got to believe that promise for yourself and then it continues to to say and expected God to fulfill it. It's one thing to believe God for a promise. It's another to believe that God will fulfill it in my life. Abraham believed the promise and he expected the promise to be fulfilled. I'm saying to you, child of God, God fulfilled one of his promises 
with the birth of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, many as are his promises, all of them are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. All of them, not one of them. If I say, yes be it, I am claiming it over my life. Hallelujah. It continues to say, he took God at his word. I'm saying to you, child of God, it's about time you read a promise and you took God at his word and you said, Father, in your word you said, in your word you said, and Father, I know it is impossible for you to lie. Father, I know that you do not just make a promise and not fulfill because you said it in your word. God is a promise keeper. Romans 4 verse 20 to 21 the New Living Translation about Abraham says, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. No matter how old he was, no matter how wrinkled he was, no matter how things seemed not to be operating, but Abraham believed God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. The older he got, the more he saw the promise not manifesting, the more his faith grew. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. I'm saying to you, child of God, there are promises that are yours in the Bible. There are promises that are sitting in your heart that you believe in God for, but they have not yet manifested. I'm saying don't give up. Endure until the end. Endure until the end. Hold on until the end. Until you see the manifestation of that promise. Don't give up. As we enter 2021, whatever God had promised you in 2020, don't give up. Hang on to it. It's about to manifest in 2021. It's about to manifest beyond 2021. How Abraham understood God's promise is seen when the Lord tests him and says, go and sacrifice your son. The Bible says the following day he got up, took his son, took his servants, took firewood, and went, traveled for three days to sacrifice his son. Now God had said, I'm not talking about Ishmael. I'm talking about Isaac, your son, the one whom you love. But Abraham understood that God is a promise keeper. Abraham understood that God had said his descendants would come through Isaac. So whether he killed or sacrificed his son Isaac, God was going to raise Isaac because God had promised that to be father of nations, it will come through Isaac and not through Ishmael. It would come through Isaac. So when God says go and sacrifice it, it did not worry Abraham because he knew that the one that had made the promise was going to keep it. God had promised him that Isaac would be the bloodline through which Abraham becomes father of nations. That is why in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17 to 19, Abraham is reflected there as it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham who had received God's promises 
was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac even though God had told him Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died God was able to bring him back to life again hallelujah he was convinced that although I may kill my son now but God is a promise keeper God said it is through Isaac that my descendants will be multiplied hallelujah that is what having faith in the one who's promised the verse that we read in Hebrews says it was through faith and patience if you look at the life of Abraham he was made a promise when he was 75 he's 99 24 years later he still has not got a child with his wife and at 99 God says this time next year your wife Sarah will be carrying a son for those years 25 years he waited patiently David was anointed as king but he waited for years he patiently waited for years before he could take the throne Joseph was given a dream but he waited patiently for years before he could see his brothers his family bow before him child of God we live in a world that wants things instantly we live in a world that doesn't believe in patience and as a result of that many miss the promise of God because the promises of God require us to be patient Hebrews chapter 6 verse 15 says and so after waiting patiently Abraham received what was promised many of us don't want to wait patiently for the promise many people have seen the manifestation of God's promises by remaining in faith believing continuing to believe that God my breakthrough is imminent and waiting patiently for the manifestation of his promise some promises will happen instantly but other promises will take time and I'm just saying to you child of God to you listener out there wait patiently to see to inherit the promise the promises that God has for you remember child of God your time is not necessarily God's time your time is not necessarily God's time God's time is perfect God is not late God is always on time Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 says learn to be patient learn to be patient so that you will please God and be given what he has promised glory to Jesus Saul was promised and made king but he could not wait patiently 
for Samuel to come and perform the offering. And through his impatience, the crown was taken away from him. Children of God, let us not look for shortcuts in life. God's promises are real. God will fulfill every promise that he has made. As I come to a close, I just want to encourage you, children of God, that God is a promise keeper. God will keep every promise that he has made. Find a promise. Believe that promise. Expect God to fulfill that promise and wait patiently. We thank you, God, for your word in Jesus' most precious name. And before we close, let us just give an opportunity to anyone here that hasn't made Jesus their Lord and Savior. Today on Christmas Day or whenever you are listening to this message is an opportunity for you to make Jesus Lord over your life. It's a simple thing. You just need to accept him as Lord and Savior. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Let's make this confession. Jesus Christ, I thank you that you came and to this world and died for my sins. Today, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and as I accept you, my sins are washed away with your blood. From today, I am a new creation. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Holy Spirit, begin to transform me so that I may start a journey of conforming into the image of Christ so that the day Christ returns, I will take the same form that he is. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for this day. Glory to you, God, in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. If you've said that prayer, you've made the best decision in 2020 on Christmas Day or whenever you're listening to this message because you've now been accepted into his kingdom and eternal life is yours. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. We give glory, we give honor to God. Amen.